0: Welcome to the Pubcast, your inside look at electronic publishing, from ebooks to websites to podcasts and more. Join us as we interview the professionals on the cutting edge of publishing. Welcome to the Pubcast. My name is Natalie Hamill, and I'm sitting here with Katie Sherman. Will you tell us a little bit about what your job title is?
1: I work at Beacon Press, I'm the production assistant. And I also do freelance work, editing and proofreading. And in my description, I have ebook creator, but so far I haven't gotten any freelance gigs with that yet.
0: <laughs> I would love to talk with you about that. Um, so, when I am really interested in the idea of ebook freelance creation, I do um, an ebook creation internship at MIT, the Digital Initiatives Group, which I think we both have shared at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's really an, an excellent internship, I think. But they rely very heavily on templates and things like that. So um, I'm very interested in learning how to do it without a template, which I'm assuming the master's program goes far more <laughs> in depth into um, than the undergraduate program. But it is something that crossed my mind to be able to do sort of an e-publishing as like a freelance sort of thing to be able to, you know, help people... Create their own eBooks, but you mentioned that you had had a little bit of trouble finding work like that. And do you have any like thoughts as to why that might be?
1: Yeah, um, I think I have it from both sides. So I've worked, um, or I work at Beacon Press now, and I worked at Jones and Bartlett. Um, they're an educational publisher, and in both cases, we send out our EPubs to be created um, for us from a, a company that does that all the time. Um, actually, we use
0: EpTara. Oh, okay. Yeah, that rings a bell.
1: Yeah, so they create all of our EPubs for us, and that's solely because we can send them files, and within like a week or two, they send them, ba- you know, send back a really good EPub. And it only costs—it depends on how many pages there are, like—but um, it can be like seventy dollars to one hundred and fifty or something. Like, it's really cheap. Whereas if I were to sit, you know, during my job and create it, you know, during the workday, it would it would basically cost more for what they're paying for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I understand that. I know how much, when I do the internship, how long it takes me to sit there and to code something. Yes. And so that was interesting because I did that same,
1: um, internship at MIT press and I loved it and I had in my head, Oh, I can do this all the time. I, you know, I love making EPUBs. Um, but being out, I guess I don't want to say the real world because obviously MIT press is the real world. Um, But I think that they're kind of unique in the way that they still make their EPUBs in-house. And actually, when I was there, they were starting to send some of them out.
0: Yeah, they send a couple of them out. It depends on how complicated the text is. So if it's got, like, a lot of math and tables and things like that, sometimes they'll outsource it. Yeah, so um, I know at Beacon
1: Press, we just send them all out. Um, I do, when it comes back, I do a really thorough proofread and QA Um, and so sometimes I do go ahead and go in and I think that's where my background is really handy. I can go in and like, you know, re reconfigure the CSS to make whatever change we want for the design. Or like, um, there have been times where (laughs) you're like one time we just forgot to include the acknowledgements in the print book. So (laughs) when the ebook came back, we were able to add that, you know, like I could just create a whole acknowledgement section and it wasn't a big deal. Um, and then we get a lot of, like, errors from much older EPUBs that when they were created, you know, something went wrong between then and now, um, and so I'm able to go in and fix it. But we make all of our EPUBs. We outsource them.
0: So that's great. So having this EPUB knowledge is still something that you're able to use. Yeah, I still use it every day. I'm, like, the
1: ebook expert at Beacon Press, um, and I think that's one of the reasons I got the job is because she knew I was very experienced in it.
0: Oh, that's great. So e-publishing seems to really... Um benefit you at beacon press in particular um and do you think that it, there's more aspects of e-publishing like things that you learned at emerson for example that aren't ebook related that help you at beacon as well or is e-publishing kind of the only trait that's kind of carried over into your professional life
1: um well i guess it depends on what exactly how broad e-publishing goes um probably mostly just ebooks at beacon press because we're so, you know, print and ebook centered.
0: Do you tend to use any like website design or anything in even in your personal life or anything along those lines?
1: I've like built and designed and created my own website that I'm I'm going to start up again for my freelance business. <laughs> but we don't use websites at Beacon um or at least it's not in production. That's a marketing thing. So, and they're very, you know, like, I could help with the website design, but they don't ask. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, I really feel like the ebooks and digital publishing can really go into the production side of, like, the, the publishing industry. And I think that that's a really fascinating thing, like, an aspect that not that many people think about.
1: Yeah, we're starting to, um, at Beacon, we have a couple authors who are really into having a companion website. Um, and so that's starting to be, you know, bigger, but it's funny because it at least at Beacon, they're kind of more traditional. And I think most people who work there, like the production coordinators I work with are kind of like, what? (laughs) Like, they don't really want to be a part of that, you know? (laughs) So like, I, I really see the value in having a website, you know, that's linked to the book, because the book, you print it, and then that's it. And the authors know, like the website, they can keep updating it. And it just, it's a way for people to connect with the book more and each other. And
0: Oh, that's great so has beacon actually put out some of these websites yeah um, well I think the way that we have like
1: a, we have a website for each book that's just on beacon.org and then like slash whatever the name is um, but these companion websites are, I think I think um, the authors manage so that's not actually our thing at all like obviously we want to make sure they keep it updated um, but that's it's their responsibility. It's not beacons.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a promotional material kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's still, that would be really cool. That's a cool facet that could easily be incorporated into something like that. Like as a, you know, a web design, it even kind of could fall under marketing, kind of could fall under production that could, you know, work towards the benefit of, especially an ebook that, you know, you can download the ebook or additional content or whatever that would be. Just click a link in your Yeah, (laughs) yeah, or QR codes on the book or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so I think that that kind of leads me into kind of a bigger overarching question. When you started out in the digital industry, like learning about it and everything like that, um, obviously the world was entirely different than it is now. um, In terms of the digital industry, um, and every year, I mean, it's exponential growth. Um, So do you think that... And I know that ebooks recently have kind of leveled out um in a way, like they're around like twenty to thirty percent of the market, and they're not as you know people thought they were just gonna skyrocket and they're not doing that as much, right <laughs> yeah, so why do you think that that is like do you think that the digital publishing was like a trend that isn't gonna stay around, or do you think that it's something that we're learning how to incorporate it and it's just a matter of figuring out how to incorporate it into this publishing system? I think that's a good way to
1: put it, um, figuring out how to incorporate it. Um, I think it seems like, you know, it spiked because everyone had to go out and buy the readers and just getting used to what that meant. And now people have the readers and they can decide whether they want the digital book or they want it on their bookshelf. Um, and I do think, like, especially, you know, working at Beacon Press and just being even at Emerson in that, um the master's program it was very like some people were almost against ebooks still you know they're like no print has to keep living and you know of course i want the the mom and pop bookshop to stay open um but i think that ebooks aren't going to go anywhere um i think people are still you know there's still a lot of value in it and i think we're kind of moving towards a lot more self-publishing is happening, and that's a lot easier to do with digital books. Um, and I don't really see that going away for a while either.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a really interesting facet. Because and I'd love to hear your opinion on it. But for freelancing with eBooks, and especially with a self-published eBook, um, I know that it's supposed to be relatively easy to input your book into Kindle and make it look. A certain way and you know just kindle's way of right. making your ebook look um so do you think that that's something when it comes to freelancing for ebooks in particular that that could be like you know make your ebook look different than what it would be and using that as like a marketing tactic of i can make your ebook look better and then that could be a way that freelancing ebooks becomes more of a popular thing that more people do it
1: mm-hmm. um that's actually that's a You know, a great question. And I'm actually kind of thinking through this myself just for my own freelance business. Um, But I have to say, having done like editing and proofreading for self publishing authors, they have all already um, like started with a platform of some sort that because they want their book published um, on print and digital. They like so create space. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yes, yes. Um, that's what I would say. Like fifty percent of my authors have used. Um, so with Create Space, you, you just upload it and you get the print book, and they do all the digital for you. So they send it to Kindle or Amazon, um, and they send it to Barnes and Noble. You know all the distributors. Um, so it's I think it's really hard to sell to someone. Hey, give me more money to make this ebook that this other company will do in the package that you're already paying for. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I I haven't looked that much, but I think most of the platforms that you use, like you're going to pay for the digital no matter what. And to be honest, they usually turn out okay. They usually look okay. I mean, obviously, you can design one that looks a lot better and prettier, and you can add in certain things. Um, but I think just for fiction or for you know, a, st- a standard nonfiction book, you don't really have to worry about design too much. And also that kind of plays in with the e-reader that people use because you can turn off fonts and, you know, like even if you design it like to a certain degree, not every reader is going to see that anyway. <laughs> so I found it hard to, and I haven't really tried to be honest, um, but just from what I've seen with the authors I've worked with, I don't think and they all see on my website or like my invoice that I also like create eBooks. Um, and none of them have, you know, I'm not going to like sell that to them cause I've already just edited their books. So I'm like good, <laughs> but they, I think they're all pretty like settled, but I have thought about marketing it as a way of like, you know, let me help you design it. So it looks better. And like you said, like, so it's different and there might be some people who like that, but I think
0: I wouldn't at my day job. <laughs> so, there are some ebooks that I've seen that are more like interactive, um, more incorporating like Java and things like that into the ebook with, you know, videos that come out and things like that. Um, I know that typically authors don't, especially self published authors, aren't really using those capabilities. Um, but do you think that that might be another, like, a, potentially a facet that if you were able to do that for an author and say, look, I can put videos in here for you, I can put, you know, more multimedia? Into this book that, and I'm not sure if Kindle can provide that or if Create Space can provide that. So if they, that might be a facet of that as well,
1: yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think that's definitely if they wanted, you know, really highly designed things that included, you know, multimedia of some sort. I don't think like Create Space would be able to do that for them. Um, but I also wonder if it's worth it because not all e readers can display those. You know, like not everyone can watch on the Kindle or that kind of thing. Um, So there's, there's also, there's a lot of talk um, like at Beacon, you know, with just like all the publishers get together once in a while or something. Um, There's a lot of talk about what exactly should you put into an ebook? Like just because you can put like a video in there doesn't mean we should, you know, I mean, it really highly depends on what the book is about. I think you'd have to find the right audience and the right author who wants to do that and then make sure that his audience will have the e-readers that can show the video or whatever else you've put in it. So, I mean, I think it's definitely, you know, a a good skill for someone to have if if people need it. But I'm not sure, like, how many people would need
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a really good point. As my final question, um, just as the e-publishing industry as a whole – do you think that there's more e-publishing opportunities that will arise in the current uh, publishing market and maybe in new and unexpected ways, but nonetheless more digital publishing? Um, or do you think that the kind of the ideas of, you know, we want things to kind of remain in print and for, you know, if people want to create eBooks, they can go off to create space and make them. Um, so how do you kind of see the the e-publishing taking off in the publishing industry now and like what the trends would be for that in the future. I mean, I
1: probably biased just because of the experiences that I've had, but I do think that people will continue to outsource their EPUBs. But I think having, you know, E publishing experience on your resume is still going to be valuable no matter what, even if like you you're trying to get a job with a publisher who, you know, outsources, um, just having someone in house that can go in and fix a file for you is, you know, going to be really valuable to them. Um, but but those outsourcing companies still need to hire people, so someone is still making the EPUB. So if that's what you feel like you want to do for your career, maybe you should start thinking that way. You know, you're not you're not going to be working in a publishing house, but you're going to be working in EPUBs. Yeah. I, completely
0: beard after your question. No, no, that's definitely <laughs> totally valid because that that's definitely a really interesting way to be involved in publishing but not involved in publishing at the same time. So, definitely something to consider and something that, you know, People at Emerson, especially at the undergrad level, love to find out what else can I do with my degree that yeah. isn't necessarily being an editor. You
1: know? <laughs> or uh, making you move to New York City. <laughs>
0: exactly. So like, what other things can I do with that? And, you know, that's definitely something that most people wouldn't even think of because people don't know that outsourcing like that exists for e-publishing.
1: Right. Especially, you know, you intern at MIT Press and you make them in-house and, I definitely was like, oh, wow, I want to do this, and then didn't realize that MIT Press is kind of, I mean, I'm sure there are others, but I most people that I've talked to and other publishers, they outsource. So
0: Yeah, and definitely something that I wasn't uh, very aware of. I yeah. had known that some people outsource. like I knew MIT outsourced a couple of books, um, usually more difficult books, and so I thought, oh, okay, well, because they're difficult books. Right. And yeah. so, you know, they're, they're a publishing house, not an e-book creation place. And so to think that, oh, well, a lot of places do that. And MIT is very unique in that regard. is something that's, you know, wow, that, that's crazy. So do you see any big trends that are overarching that are coming into play that you see maybe like more at Beacon or um, things that you see like coming to fruition with the e-publishing? You had mentioned the websites that the authors have been creating. Um, But if there's anything else that you've noticed that like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Like I see, I want to see where this will go.
1: Um, I haven't really, I think the websites are the biggest thing. Um, I do feel a little, I know I've only been out of school for like two or three years, but I do feel a little out of the loop maybe. (laughs) So I might not know what else is out there, Um, especially because I'm, you know, pretty comfortable at Beacon and they're very comfortable in their ways. So like we create the eBooks and then, you know, that's it. Like, we have the book out there, it's available. What else do you want from us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'm not really sure about other trends, but I do think, you know, um, there's, I think we're finding a balance over these years that ebooks have been available of what, okay, what can we do with them? And then, what should we do with them? Um, you know, you don't want to get too crazy with adding too much. And we're always very conscious of not adding much more to the ebook than what's in the print book, because they want to sell more print books, I think, at least at Beacon, that's more valuable in some way. Um, So we don't want to make people not buy them just because we're adding something to the ebook. Yeah, I wanted to, um, I remember you talking about you make ePubs with templates at MIT Press. Yeah. And I just wanted to (laughs) <laughs> make you feel better. that That's how most people make EPUB. So like at Emerson, you know, I learned how to build it from scratch. But then once you build it from scratch a couple times, you're like, all right. And so you just use the template. So don't feel like you're cheating or something.
0: <laughs> that does make me feel better. I think that's about all my questions. So right. thank you so much for being able to meet with me. This has yeah. been wonderful and such short notice, but you've... Been- oh, that's okay. Thank again. you.
1: I'm like honored that you ask me. I hope I w- was able to answer some questions. Oh no, definitely. And I hope I didn't, you know, crush your dreams like, you no. know, you want to cuz you you mentioned you want to work with e-publishing. Um, but yeah, I think just having an open mind of where exactly you can do that is a good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, and definitely the the ways that, you know, like how you're able to use your skills as with e-publishing to be able to do stuff within production and there's some yeah there's a lot of like like you said lots of opportunities in production and there's if you have the e-publishing knowledge I think that it's something that really makes you a valuable candidate so even if I don't make the e-pubs myself I can go in and check them and still Mm -hmm. like help with them and things like that so yeah
1: but I feel like I really get my hands on stuff I really get to work on everything um so it just kind of depends on what you're looking for but You know, if if you're have an open mind with publishing, then you have a lot of uh, job opportunities available. I think. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Thanks, Katie, for joining me today. Again, this is Katie. She's from Beacon Press, and she's uh, definitely been one of the coolest people that I've had the opportunity to interview. Thank you. This has been The Pubcast. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.thepubcast.org.